Welcome to the MSA Podcast Production, a digital arts exploration of the Mississippi School of the Arts. Join us as we host interviews from within our state and abroad. Creative Expression, the flagship podcast program, is the idea that every artist has the freedom to share their life story in their own way. In this podcast series, connect with our guests as they share their experiences, offer advice, and inspire us all. Congratulations to the class of 2019. The commencement ceremony for Mississippi School of the Arts took place on May 23rd at Hearst Auditorium, the Fine Arts Center for Southwest Mississippi Community College. In episode eight of this series, hear from Dr. Sabrina Palmer, Director of Professional Development and State Special Schools at the Mississippi Department of Education. Also hear from Dr. Nathan Oakley, the Chief Academic Officer for the Mississippi Department of Education. Lydia Marie Taylor, a visual arts graduate, is the class salutatorian, and Zoe Nicole Holly, a theater major, is the valedictorian. The special guest speaker is Alicia Steele, author of the book Delta Jewels. Words spoken by Alicia can also be heard on episode five of this Creative Expression podcast series. And now, commencement 2019 for the Mississippi School of the Arts. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing for our Pledge of Allegiance led by Daria Fisher, Student Government Association President. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Welcome everyone. We're very happy to see everybody here on this joyous occasion. Today we're fortunate to have two representatives from the Mississippi Department of Education who oversee the state special schools for the state of Mississippi. Dr. Sabrina Palmer is embracing her 20th year in the field of education. As the Director of Professional Development and State Schools, Dr. Palmer leads the K-12 professional learning efforts and provides support to the state schools. As an educator, she's been fortunate to serve as a classroom teacher, assistant principal, principal, principal coach, leadership mentor, division director in the Office of Student Achievement and Growth, and a school improvement coach in the Office of School Improvement. Her passion, drive, and motivation for the work is fueled by her love of seeing children excel and teachers thrive in the classroom, and she's been of great support to me for this year. Dr. Palmer. Good afternoon. To members of the dais, to our great parents who are here with us today, to family, friends, and certainly to our graduates. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the commencement exercise for the Mississippi School of the Arts graduating class of 2019. Today is such an important day for these young ladies and young men who we are elated to have each of you here to share in their special moment. Oftentimes, we see graduation as the end to the elementary, middle, and high school years, and ideally, that's correct. However, it's also the beginning to the amazing opportunities that lie ahead for you, our graduates. 
Actually, a few weeks ago, I had the privilege to attend the College Reveal celebration where the graduates reveal their college of choice. The enthusiasm and excitement in the room was electrifying. Graduates, that same momentum and eagerness that you had then will help you in the days, in the months, in the years to come. Without a doubt, each of you are destined for greatness and we can't wait to see what lies ahead in your future. So today, I want to share three of my favorite quotes with you, and I hope they resonate with you just as much as they resonate with me. The first one is, a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. The second one, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear, so be persistent. And thirdly, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. As each of your names are called today, we will all be smiling and rejoicing with you, for we are sure that you are prepared, you will be persistent in pursuing your dreams, and you will live a passionate, fulfilled life where you accomplish all of your goals. We are proud of each of you, and we look forward to celebrating with you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Palmer. Dr. Nathan Oakley was appointed to serve as the Chief Academic Officer at the Mississippi Department of Ed in July of 2018. Previously, he served in the state agency as the Executive Director of the Office of Elementary Education and Reading, where he facilitated the transition to Mississippi's College and Career Readiness Standards, the implementation of the Literacy-Based Promotion Act, and the launch and expansion of the Early Learning Collaborative Act. Since the spring of 2016, Dr. Oakley has served as Mississippi's primary contact for the Every Student Succeeds Act. In addition to working as a school administrator at the elementary school, high school, and district level, Dr. Oakley began his career teaching band, general music, and fine arts in central Mississippi. A native of Startville, he holds a Bachelor of Education degree from Mississippi State, a Master of Education degree from the University of Southern Miss, and an Educational Specialist degree from Mississippi State University and a doctorate of philosophy degree also from Mississippi State University. I welcome Dr. Nathan Oakley. My mom would tell you that all that education just means I was her oldest and her first to start school and her last to finish. <laughs> and that's the truth. Good afternoon, uh, graduates, parents, faculty and guests. As an educator, I love this time of year. It's graduation. Last year, about this time, I attended commencement at Mississippi State. Go figure, I grew up in Starkville. That would just be a practical place to go back to see graduation. But the speaker there was a man who was very successful in his field. He assured the graduates that they would never remember his name or anything that he said. He then went on to spell his last name, W-I-L-L. I-A-M-S. And you know what? I don't remember much else. So, to help you out, it's O-A-K-L-E-Y. You won't remember much else. I'm not really here to ensure that you remember who I am. I'm here to encourage you to remember, as graduates, who you are. The arts are essential to a life well lived. You probably have a greater understanding of that than many of your peers. 
The arts often challenge us and help us to grow as a people and a culture. So I would encourage you to continue to use your gifts to contribute to the arts, whether that's your full-time vocation or not. When I finished high school, I was exploring a career in science and engineering, but I could not get away from my love of music. So I enrolled as a freshman at Mississippi State in a math and science advanced course track. I was working part-time in a research lab on campus, but by the middle of my freshman year, I'd had enough. I didn't want to continue down that path, and I knew it. So I couldn't ignore the pull of music ed, and I chose that path forward uh, to teach music. After teaching middle school and high school for a number of years, I found out how much I enjoyed other aspects of education, working as a principal and in a school district, and then coming to the department to serve students and teachers across the state. But there's always room for arts in our lives. So even now, I continue to enjoy music. I continue to play my trombone and participate in different ensembles. It's a great outlet. It's not my full-time vocation, but it's something I continue to enjoy. So while the digital age has consumed how we, has changed how we consume art, don't let the digital age consume you. This idea is one that I would tell you, do as I say, not as I do. I'm reading from a tablet, okay? So I am very into the digital arena, but I would encourage you in this ever-connected world and a burnout culture, you have got to take time to rest and to recharge. Turn off your phone, unplug, step back and find things that you enjoy doing alone, with friends, with family, make those a priority in your life. Do not forget who you are. It's easy to fill your life with busyness and with work, and you need to put forth your best effort in those areas, but you must maintain balance if you're going to finish strong. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. We're here celebrating many years of work for each of you. It's hard to hear someone say that failure will be a part of your life going forward, but that's reality. I want to encourage you not to see failure as a bad thing. I don't know what that'll look like for each of you. It may be an F on a paper. It may be not getting into the college that you want. Maybe it's an interview that leads to rejection. It can look like many things, but in the end, failure at some point is inevitable in some fashion. What's not inevitable is how you respond, or as Dr. Palmer said, react to it. In failure, and I've had too many to count, we each have a choice. We can accept our role, take responsibility, or we can deny it. We can learn from it and move forward a better student, a better employee or spouse or parent, or we can hang our heads and allow it to destroy us. Failure does not and should not define you. It's an opportunity to learn and grow. Embrace it for what it is and continue to start again towards your goals. When you fall down, get up and keep going. In closing, I want to ask that each of you, as you begin this new path, that you would consider making Mississippi your home. We need beauty. We need creativity. We need to be challenged. You see, for years, people have viewed Mississippi as being on the bottom in everything. But that's changing. We're seeing incredible gains as a result of the hard work of students like you, teachers like you, parents and communities like you across the state. Our proficiency rates in English and math are both on the climb year after year. It was announced earlier this spring that Mississippi's graduation rate has reached an all-time high of 84%. That is right in line with the most recent national data. Again, this is a testament to the efforts of students, teachers, and families throughout Mississippi. As a state, we are certainly not where we want to be, but we are charting a course forward that shows great promise. And each of you as graduates 
and families and faculty are part of that story. So I would ask each of you to help share our story and perhaps to help shape our story in the future. Speak a positive word about Mississippi when you get a chance. And as a lifelong Mississippian, I hope that you will consider making Mississippi your home for years to come. There are so many opportunities here and we need individuals with your commitment and drive and skills for Mississippi to thrive. So congratulations, graduates. Best of luck to you. I pray God's blessings upon each of you as you go forward. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Oakley. Thank you to our friends and family who are here today to celebrate commencement with this extraordinary group of students. We appreciate all of our parents, friends, staff, and community leaders who are here today. Today marks the end of one small part of your journey in this life, and MSA celebrates its 14th commencement. It is time for us to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to give you the possibility to create, imagine, and realize. Once again, we are passing the light of education to you, much like we do at the beginning of each year. Webster's Dictionary defines light in many ways. One of them says light is something that makes vision possible. And to me, education makes vision possible as well. Class of 2019, you're expected to move forward with your next phase of your journey and have vision. It's my hope we've given something to you to make your vision possible. I would like to ask our valedictorian, Zoe Nicole Holly, to come forward and light the candle of knowledge for the class of 2019. Our salutatorian, Lydia Marie Taylor, and valedictorian will then light the large single candle to represent a decade and the small pillar candles for the additional four years of the graduating classes in MSA's history. Please welcome our salutatorian, Lydia Marie Taylor, followed by our valedictorian, Zoe Nicole Holland. Thank you so much. Oh my God, okay. Um, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet, like me. Um, so, no one accomplishes anything alone, so my position here is thanks to all of you guys because y'all kept me going, and y'all made me happy when I was sad, and y'all give me good competition, and I really appreciate that. I would like to give like, a special shout out to my family, who helped me through this, my best friends, and all of my roommates because they really kept me good in my personal life. Um, the class of 2019 has accomplished many things. We passed our exams, we survived senioritis, we survived the senior curse, everything that could have gone wrong did. Um, but here we are and we're in this room and we're gonna get our diplomas and we're gonna leave and go home. <laughs> so that's great. Um, but we survived each other, and that was most importantly. We survived each other. Like, we may love each other deep down in our hearts, but we can be aggravating. But we survived each other, so congratulations to the class of 2019. Okay, this is my life advice. Um, we have to carry our experiences in the future because we're gonna have, it's just gonna repeat again and again. Um, we must learn to get along with our new peers our, in, work, in college, in work. If you don't go to college right away, that's fine. I support you. Um, 
but if you are going to college, good luck. Um, I'm so lucky and proud to be able to claim the title of an MSA graduate. I have gained so much respect for every single person that I have come across in my time at MSA. Every single one of you is talented and amazing and powerful in your own way, and I can see so many bright futures here in this room with me. I know that if everyone works hard, we can accomplish so many things. We can conquer so much with the talent and skill that we have. I know that I will never forget any of the people that I can call my friends. I have so many wonderful memories, and I could never wish for anything more. I am going to sincerely miss all of you, and I couldn't imagine my life without you. Please take care of yourself in the future. Thank you. Hi, I'm a little vertically challenged, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, well, it's really difficult to find the words to describe my experience here at MSA. Like, how do you describe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that not many high schoolers are even able to have? My last two years here at the Mississippi School of the Arts tell a story of trials and tribulations, not only with the academic rigor, the social life around me, and being away from home, but also with myself. I'm not a perfect person by any stretch. I've done nothing in my life that could lead me to believe I've achieved more, contributed more, or have any more value than my peers sitting out here with me who I adore. I'm just a person, a person who has suffered and has unfortunately made others suffer. It's a human inevitability. Love, rejection, depression, failure, heartbreak. You know, like when you get into a series on Netflix and then they cancel it? Yeah, that kind of heartbreak. <laughs> um, but what I've learned here from two years at MSA is that you have to promise yourself that you will not let that suffering repeat. And this is not an easy task to tank on. Often, I've woken up on a school day dreading what stupid thing I might say or do in the heat of passionate debate or frustration. And you all know very well that that's an issue I have. <laughs> it's hard having a lot of thoughts at once and not knowing how to express them in an environment of so many vastly different people. My fight with bipolar disorder for the past few years has contributed to this distress in my life. Fortunately, there was one thing that has kept me going with my studies here. It's the very reason I'm standing in front of all of you speaking right now. And that one thing was my desire to find happiness in life. I knew deep down that I would never find self-content or inner peace with myself if I didn't continue to strive for academic excellence or a more positive outlook. The latter is actually harder to reach than the former. People knock you down. You begin to knock yourself down. I never let myself have a break, no matter what the circumstance was. Some days it felt as if I was getting knocked down and kept down by the heavy iron foot of self-doubt and self-deprecation. I was lucky enough to have strong mentors and motivators at MSA that desperately pushed me in the right direction, even when I fought them on it. I'm really stubborn like that. Everyone here knows it. <laughs> Seniors, you know you probably couldn't get through a class period with me without hearing my opinion on something over and over. <laughs> the ever-patient Dr. Robert Brooks has lectured me and kept me on my feet and dealt with my stubborn nature and difficulty adjusting as an ensemble actor for the past two years. And I thank him greatly for that. And the ones who know it best from the day of my birth, my family that is sitting out there right now, have seen me come to terms with myself and grow from this stubborn attitude that I have. 
and I owe them, specifically my mother and father, an endless amount of gratitude for allowing me to stay here and test my capacity for new challenges. I would also like to give a heartwarming shout out to two of my greatest friends who have always been by my side. First, I would like to thank my longtime seven-year friend who is up where I live right now in Northwest Mississippi, Nadia Lopez. She has been my greatest supporter and the only person that I really feel I can tell anything in the world to. I would also like to thank my best friend at MSA who has stuck by me these past few months and always supported me, Tally Hunter, and she's out there right now. I love her so much. Shout out to Tally. <laughs> um, but without all these people in my life, I would have never believed I was cut out for a school like MSA, let alone the University of Southern California, which I will be going to in August. I now know that I am, and I've always been cut out for that. And this may seem like the end of it all now, but it is merely the end of a chapter in the novel of my chaotic life. The future holds new stories and adventures for me that I could have never imagined. It's a wide open world out there, and it's waiting for all of us. I encourage everyone here to let go of all the troubles in the past and look at a brighter future ahead. After all, in the words of late actor Robin Williams, you will have bad times, but they will always wake you up to the stuff you never paid attention to. Thank you. So our commencement speaker, Al, as we affectionately call her, uh, is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, is, and she's the author of the book Delta Jewels in Search of My Grandmother's Wisdom. The book is a collection of formal portraits and oral histories from church mothers, including civil rights activist Ms. Murley Evers, widow of NAACP leader Medgar Evers. The women shared poignant highlights about life during the Jim Crow era in Mississippi, including stories about the civil rights movement, voting, sending the first child to college, picking cotton on plantations, fighting to receive an education and demanding to have Mrs. next to their names in the telephone book like their white counterparts. Steele's work has been featured in various national publications, including the New York Times, National Public Radio, Southern Living, NBC.com, USA Today, Chicago Sun-Times, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Garden and Gun, Southern Living, TheRoot.com, owned by Washington Post and the Clarion Ledger. In 2016, she won the Mississippi Preserver of the Year Award from Mississippi Humanities Council and partnered with the Mississippi Delta National Heritage Area, which won the Centennial Award from National Park Service via the Secretary of Interior in 2017. Steele also awarded the 2015 O'Field Dukes Educator of the Year Award. Her work as a photojournalism at several newspapers over the last 12 years includes the Columbus Dispatch and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, where she worked as a picture editor and deputy director of photo. In 2006, she was part of the photo team for the Dallas Morning News that won the Pulitzer Prize in breaking news for their Hurricane Katrina coverage. She served as one of the picture editors. She is currently an associate professor of journalism at the School of Journalism and New Media at the University of, of Mississippi, where she teaches writing, podcasting, photojournalism, audio video production, and the undergraduate capstone technology class. She is currently working on her second book of oral histories about the role of cotton in the Mississippi Delta. And she lives in Oxford, Mississippi. And we were fortunate to have her come and stay with us for a few days back in April, where she did an oral history project and worked with our visual art and our literary art students. So we felt that it was very important that we hear from her today so all of you could know the, the jewel that she is in our state. Al? Good afternoon. 
Congratulations, 2009. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, made you younger than you wanted to be, huh? Dr. Oakley, Dr. Oakley, as I listened to you, I did not plagiarize your speech. Okay. As I look into this crowd of 2019's graduating class from Mississippi School of the Arts, I want you to know that who you are and what you do and how you behave can determine much success for your future. All of that will open doors and opportunities will greet you, and that depends on human interaction. When I was hired as a staff photographer at a newspaper, green and inexperienced, I asked my supervisor why he hired me when there were more experienced photographers who competed for the job. I expected some conversation about affirmative action and I braced for it. Though I knew I had awards and I had a great eye for moments, and he surprised me. He said, I can teach you technology. I can't teach you how to be a good person. I don't need toxic people on my staff. That was 22 years ago, and I still remember those profound words because it's true. We can't teach you how to be a good person, not in college and not in the workplace. And I could talk about striving for the stars, maybe share some wisdom about college life, but I, want you to, to, I wanted to talk to you about your choices and how you can transform the world. You are the future leaders. You are the future communicators. Choose your words wisely and carefully and learn how to interact better with people. It's the little things that add up and it's the little things that can make the biggest impact. And how you respond to life's challenges speaks to your character. Change is hard, sometimes it's scary, but be brave and explore options and take risk. Try something new and meet new people. Your contribution is important and we need you. It's easy to type words on a computer screen. It's easy to click send. But remember behind devices are human beings. And I think we can use technology to create better understanding in this world. Never underestimate the power of talking to another person. You have these awesome things called legs. Use them. Walk up to a person and say hi. Introduce yourself. Look them in the eye when you shake their hand. There's no substitute for looking into someone's eyes and connecting with them. I'm not saying email, text messages, tweeting, Snapchat aren't important. They are, and they're valuable. But there's something rewarding about connecting face to face. And I challenge you to take it back to basics. Reading words can make us feel good. They give us instant gratification. But there's nothing that compares to sharing moments and telling stories. How a song can remind you of a moment and how the taste of food can transform you to home. Lift your head and look up, see who's around you. Look at the clouds, sit on the porch, listen to nature, walk with your friends. When I, when I wrote the book Delta Jewels, I drove 6,000 miles to interview church mothers in the Delta, and it was a personal history lesson. I wrote it because I missed my grandmother, the woman who was instrumental in raising me. She and my grandfather instilled old-fashioned values, and I fought them the entire time. And now I wish she could see me. She stood in the doorway when I would drive home, and she stood in the doorway until she could see my car leave. She made freshly squeezed orange juice on Sunday mornings, and she passed away 25 years ago. I didn't have a phone in my hand then, but I had my friends, and I'd rather be with them than stand and talk to her. I have one grandmother left, and she's 90. So I'm encouraging you all, talk to your elders, get to know them. In this world, everything is instant, which is wonderful, 
and we've seen some great innovations and technological advances. There's no question about how that's advanced the world. But I encourage you to take a moment to talk to your elders. Don't forget those along the way who have helped mold you into the creative person that you are. They've held you when you've been sad. When you've been sad. They've challenged you to be a better person, and they've punished you when you've needed it. Look around this room. There are a lot of parents and grandparents and siblings, all who love you, who are here to celebrate you. Today is a great day. Take more photos, record familiar voices, write a handwritten note from time to time. It feels good doing it, and it feels good receiving it. So as you explore life, don't forget to show kindness, empathy, and love. It's easy to lash out in anger or in pain, but it takes strength and character to re remain calm when times are hard. So I'm gonna leave you a few words from my grandmother. Get an education, no one can take that from you. The boys and the girls will be there. Take care of your business. Do your best in everything you do. Your word is your bond. Be accountable, take responsibility for your actions. Tell the truth, lies are too hard to keep up with. Savor the quiet moments and enjoy the boisterous ones. Be a good friend. Tell those you love how much you love them. And more importantly, be present. Congratulations, class of 2019. I wish many blessings for you. Thank you, Al. We're almost there, guys. <laughs> I know you're ready. 15 years in the making. The school year represents 15 years of operation since MSA opened and the first students walked onto our campus as juniors. And we're so proud to have our school represented by this distinguished group of graduates right here today. Each year I hear words spoken by our students about what their experience at MSA has been for them, the ups, the downs, always end with nostalgic look back on their growth, not only as artists, but as human beings. You all heard reflections from our valedictorian and salutatorian that mirror what so many of you have said over the years. As the years go by, when you all leave here, we, uh, we hope that you'll realize the lessons learned, the responsibility shared, and the relationships established by all of us, and it all impacts us in some way. For good or for bad, we are changed by our experiences, and hopefully MSA is one of those that changes you for the better. I hope you all made friends that will last you a lifetime, regardless of what ends of the earth you may travel. I know the staff at MSA are all better for knowing all of you. As you all walk out in the world and make choices for your life, it is important to know MSA will continue to watch you grow up on your own and hope that what you have learned here will serve you well. Continuing our tradition of excellence, 100% of our seniors this year are graduating. 43% of our graduates have a 3.75 or better. As of today, the total scholarship offers to our students is $6,660,437. This is way more than our state allocation of just over $2 million from the state, so we're really proud of these guys. So before we get to why you're all here, I wish to share the words of Gandhi that says, be the change you wish to see in the world. We've all talked at you a whole lot, but I am so proud of each and every one of you for the growth that I have personally witnessed in each of you. So keep rising up to leave everywhere you go better than you found it. <laughs> 
Now, yes, thank you. Um, I would like to ask Ms. Deborah Henderson, our MSA principal, to come forward and confer your graduation status. Dr. Oakley, Dr. Palmer, Ms. Hirsch, distinguished guests, parents, and the Mississippi School of the Arts faculty and staff, I certify that the students of the class of 2019 have fulfilled the requirements for high school graduation set forth by the State Board of Education. At this time, on behalf of the State Board of Education and the State Superintendent, I hereby declare that these students are graduates of the Mississippi School of the Arts and are entitled to all the rights and privileges thereof. Please stand. So, as our graduates approach the podium, you'll notice that in addition to their cap and gown, they look like they might be going to a Mardi Gras parade. Um, but these medals and these uh, cords and the, these stoles all denote many accomplishments and uh, I'm going to tell you what a few of them are today. Mississippi scholars are students who've completed a rigorous program of study specified by the Public Education Forum and the Mississippi Economic Council. They are wearing medals suspended on a ribbon and today 61% of graduates here are Mississippi scholars. That's a huge percentage and I'm so excited. Arts Ambassador members are wearing solid red cords. Beta Club members are wearing black and gold stoles. National Art Honor Society is wearing multicolored cords. Student Government Association is wearing blue. Dance Arts Honor Society is wearing light blue and white. Mississippi Blood Donors who gave twice are wearing solid red cords. Regular graduates are wearing black cords. Honor graduates are wearing silver and special honor graduates are solid gold. Thanks for listening to Commencement 2019. Stay tuned to our podcast series by subscribing online. We're on a growing list of platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, Stitcher, and more. Launch our website at podcast.msabrookhaven.org to receive more information about the Creative Expression series. We leave you now listening to a composition by MSA vocal music instructor Patton Rice entitled To This We've Come.
Oh, oh, oh.